I'm Matt Lenahan. This is the Koinonia 21C podcast for the week of Lent 4, starting on March 14th, 2021. Today, our meditation includes readings from this previous Sunday's uh, worship gathering. It also includes my sermon reflection based on those two readings. I invite you to listen to this podcast every day uh, for a short time of uh, meditation and reflection. The best way to listen to this podcast is, I think, in a quiet place, but also in a place that gives you a connection to the natural world, to the gifts and power of creation itself. Hopefully you can listen to this podcast in an outdoor setting. Christ as a light, illumine and guide me. Christ as a shield, overshadow me. Christ under me, Christ over me. Christ beside me on my left and my right. This day be within and without me, lowly and meek yet all powerful. Be in the heart of each to whom I speak, in the mouth of each who speaks unto me. This day be within and without me, lowly and meek yet all powerful. Christ as a light, Christ as a shield, Christ beside me on my left and my right. A reading from the book of Numbers. From Mount Hor, the Israelites set out by the way of the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom, but the people became impatient on the way. The people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water, and we detest this miserable food. Then the Lord sent poisonous serpents among the people, and they bit the people, so that many Israelites died. The people came to Moses and said, We have sinned by speaking against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord to take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said to Moses, Make a poisonous serpent and set it on a pole, and everyone who is bitten shall look at it and live. So Moses made a serpent of bronze and put it upon a pole. And whenever a serpent bit someone, that person would look at the serpent of bronze and live. And a reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 3. Jesus said, Just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Those who believe in him are not condemned, but those who do not believe are condemned already because they have not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment, that the light has come into the world, and people loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For all who do evil hate the light and do not come to the light, so that their deeds may not be exposed. But those who do what is true come to the light, so that it may be clearly seen that their deeds have been done in God. 
Here ends our two readings for this, the fourth Sunday in Lent, March 14th, 2021. Christ, our wounded healer, suffering the pains of creation, lead us back to the tree of life, to the source of healing for the earth. Before I condemn the waste and abuse of others, let me not be blind, loving God, to the waste and destruction within my own home, within my own soul. Give me a heart of humility and a commitment to change. Amen. Until about 500 years ago, most people believed that the earth was the center of the universe and the celestial bodies circled around the earth. Before that, most people believed the earth was flat and that there were three tiers to reality, heaven, earth, and hell. Until about 400 years ago, it was largely believed by Western Europeans that Christians were called to evangelize and colonize the world by conquering and subduing savages or native peoples by any means. Until about 150 years ago, people in this country believed that it was right, divinely ordained, and Christian for white people to enslave black people. Until fairly recently, it was believed that men were stronger than women, that the spiritual was more important than the material, that heaven was better than earth, that humans were greater than any other living creatures. Until about 70 years ago, it was believed by many Christians that they were blessed and chosen by God, that the Jews had abandoned God to the cross, and that Christianity should dominate the religious landscape. What do we think about these ideas now? We know from history that some widely held beliefs and ideas were bad, misguided, false, prejudicial, destructive, or just inhumane. We know, for example, that the Holocaust was evil, even if America still struggles to admit its own genocidal and violent racist past. We know that some of these ideas are so dominant, so powerful, and so deeply embedded that when alternative ideas are posited, they are sometimes dismissed, ignored, rejected, or violently opposed. People were imprisoned for resisting the Nazis or suggesting that the earth was not the center of the universe. Sometimes the church has been the protector of bad ideas. Sometimes questioners of widely believed ideas are maligned, slandered, incarcerated, or killed because they threaten the status quo, which often supports and protects not only really bad ideas, but the powerful and the wealthy who claim them. There is an ancient idea, a myth, that finds its way into the Bible. In this story from the book of Numbers, somehow repeated by the gospel writer John to define Jesus' death on the cross, we have an ancient idea about God. God is angry and vengeful and violent. God is angered by the complaints of the people in the wilderness. So God sends poisonous snakes to bite and kill them. Only the cries for mercy, the prayerful pleading of Moses, the priest, and a benevolent act of salvation by God stops the power of death. The serpent pole becomes a reminder of both God's punishment and rescue of a sinful people. People must find a way to appease God's wrath or they will die. 
Since everything that lives dies, this idea was applied also to the afterlife. Sinners go to hell. Saints go to heaven. It just so happened that, uh, especially in the Middle Ages, it was abundantly clear that it was very hard to become a saint. Since all people have inherited sin from Adam and Eve, all must die. But if you repent and believe, then you will live eternally in heaven with God. But those who do not are punished eternally. This idea is applied by John about Jesus and the cross. Answering the questions, why must Jesus die and what effect does his death have on sinful humans, John says, just like the serpent pole in the wilderness, the Son of Man must be lifted up. Jesus takes our punishment. Jesus appeases God's need for revenge. We have all heard this idea, some since Sunday school days. Jesus died because I am a sinner. Jesus died to take away my sins. Jesus died on the cross to take my place, to be punished on my behalf as a ransom payment to an angry God who requires sinners to pay with their lives. Jesus died because God loves sinners and hates sin and needs to cleanse us from sin by shedding human blood as a sacrifice. We have all heard this idea probably many times. We are sinners. Jesus, the innocent one, dies as a sacrificial lamb so that God might forgive us. This was the medieval idea of Anselm of Canterbury, substitutionary atonement and satisfaction theory. The Dutch reformer in the 16th century, John Calvin, included the bit about Jesus taking the punishment we sinners deserve. Many Christians believe this idea as the primary way to understand what the cross meant. But Martin Luther, another reformer, a German reformer, was tormented by this idea. It seemed to him he could never believe enough or have enough faith to be certain that he would escape the punishment of hell. It seemed to him that God was simply cruel. He felt himself a desperate sinner, a broken and ungodly man. Luther had a sort of personal breakthrough that had major cultural and church implications, which became the Protestant Reformation. In a nutshell, he discovered or recovered that the Bible also described another idea, mercy, grace, and love, that God loves us sinners enough to forgive us. The cross was God's expression of love, a self-sacrifice to save us from the power of sin and death. In Christ, God defeats death by undergoing a violent death. But because God is life, death cannot overpower him and he is resurrected. The result is that we are saved from sin's punishment, death. We are saved by grace through faith. And we become simul justus et peccator, at once, simultaneously, both saint and sinner. For Luther, it's not an either-or that requires some payment on our part or on the part of Jesus to accomplish. It is simply by the grace of God revealed to us in Jesus' death and resurrection that we are promised life.
But what if the ancient idea that an angry God that must be appeased by sacrifice or that sinful humans deserve death and only by amazing grace can be saved, what if this idea is not the only idea the Bible offers us about life or about the cross? What if there are other ideas, maybe better ones, that we have been taught to ignore or reject in favor of an idea that creates the greatest social control and retention of power for those who use them? After all, it was this idea posited by the church that ostensibly required that people make sacrifice, that people exercise um, their religious life and show up to confession and pray regularly. It were these disciplines, these spiritual disciplines that assured that um, a sinner was in good stead with God. I mean, basically, the idea is that people needed the church because apart from the church, they were damned to hell. I mean, the psychology behind this old idea is pretty twisted. Humans are morally depraved, evil creatures who deserve death as a punishment. Sacrifices of living things, including a holy man, can save us from the punishment we deserve. What does it mean to think of people as mostly sinful and ungodly? What permission does it give us to do violence against each other, to deprive others of dignity, to dehumanize? What if the idea is that humans are mostly sinful savages, that the earth is full of violence and wickedness, that Eve and women are to blame for inherited sin, that only those who believe the right things belong to God? What if these ideas are questionable at best and may need to be jettisoned in favor of some better ones. What if Luther didn't quite go far enough? What if people are also good? What if the core of the human being is not evil and rotten, but goodness, not hatred, but love, not violence, but peace? In the book of Genesis, humans are made in the image of God. Let us create humankind in our image, it says. What if that plural language means that diversity is divine creativity and reflects God's very self? What if being made in God's image means we are all sacred beings who belong? Then what of the cross? If we are already good, then why does Jesus die on the cross and what is its effect? Since there is obviously suffering and injustice in this world, even innocent suffering, the cross is God's full participation in the suffering of the world. So that death becomes a way to life and not an end to it. It's sort of an illogic, a mystery that we cannot solve. That God comes to break the chains of injustice and suffering by becoming part of it. Death becomes not a punishment for sin, but a promise God keeps to never abandon what God made and loves. What if the problem of sin is really our fear of death? What if on the cross, Jesus takes away the power of death to harm us? Jesus then becomes a new creation who opens a new way of life that includes death and life after that.
Jesus is light and water and bread and truth, essential elements of matter and life that tell us that bodies and nature and life on earth matter to God. Jesus is a good shepherd leading his flock through the gate of death to the pasture of life. These are all other ways that John talks about Jesus and Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. Jesus is a liberator, emancipating us from slavery to sin and death. There are many biblical ideas about Jesus' death on the cross. We know the world is sinful. We know there is wrongdoing that leads to suffering. We know that Christ died for us, but he also dies with us and also through us. The cross happens and Jesus joins us and all the many who are crucified in this world. And in so doing, Jesus infuses our bodies with the eternal breath and life of God, giving us hope in a future beyond ourselves. Perhaps this is a better idea worth sharing with a suffering world. O Christ of the road of the wounded, O Christ of the tears of the broken, in me and with me, the needs of the world, grant me my prayers of loving and hoping Grant me my prayers of yearning and healing. I invite you now to take a few moments to reflect on and think about people in your circle, in your world, that may need to be lifted up in prayer to the God who is wounded for us, who weeps for us, who understands and knows the brokenness of your life and the life of the world. God before me, God behind me, God above me, God beneath me. I on your path, O God, you, O God, on my way. In the twistings of the road, in the currents of the river, be with me by day, be with me by night, be with me by day and by night. You are behind me and before me, O God. You lay your hand upon me. peace of the Lord Christ go with you, wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. In the name of the great creator of all creation, in the name of the crucified and risen Savior, Jesus, in the name and power of the breath, wind, spirit of the living God. Amen. Many of the prayers and blessings spoken and prayed on my podcast come from the work, the spiritual work of J. Philip Newell in his books, Celtic Prayers from Iona, Celtic Daily Prayer, and 
Celtic benediction, morning and night prayers. Also, we hear prayers from Earth Gospel, a guide to prayer for God's creation by Sam Hamilton Poor.